Well, hello and welcome to the Profit Express. I'm Tim Healy, and I'm inviting you to join me each and every Wednesday so you could be prepared to win the battle for business. That's right. Thanks for being on board today. And of course, a special thanks to our good friends and sponsors at Corbett Public Relations, where Bill and his team have been promoting and protecting businesses and brands for over 30 years. So do yourself, do your business a favor, visit Bill and his team at CorbettPR.com. That's C-O-R-B-E-T-T-P-R.com. Welcome aboard, everybody. Now, today's guest, Teresa Black, was originally on the Profit Express August of 2021. And it was her story as to why and how she created her business, which is a artisanal chocolate company called Bon Appetit Sweet. That was a tremendous feel-good story, and that's why I originally had her on. And as a single mom, the, you know what, the stats were against her. It was going to be a tough haul. But two years later, she has some amazing news in a really upbeat story to share with us. And it's the kind of story that I want to share with you because she's going to tell us how she has been winning the battle for business, how she did it, and then how she's going to help you do it as well. But before we get into that, let's go back to the original story. Let's go back to how it all started. You see, at the time, Teresa was an active duty member of the U.S. Navy, and she was notified that she was going to be deployed for a year. The problem being her daughter was about to turn two years old. Her heart was ripped out. So she had no choice. She had to send her daughter to family and friends that she really didn't even know that well. And they didn't know her daughter that well, but she had no choice. So she was deployed. She was on an aircraft carrier thousands of miles away in Japan. But what happened next in that year while she was away, separated from her daughter, heartbroken each and every day, made all the difference. See, she started to research ways that she would never be apart from her daughter again because she never wanted to be in the situation again. Now, she actually had a degree in law, so she could have become an attorney, but she realized, hey, you're, you're a new attorney. Well, it's 80-hour weeks. It's not much better than being deployed. So as she was thinking of, of, of options while she was deployed, she said, you know what? I want to open my own business. I want to create a business that I can make my daughter a part of. So she took her, her passion for food and for chocolate, which actually started back in high school, and that is when and where Bon Appetit Sweet was born. And it was that year while she was deployed that she created some amazing business plans, research, statistics, all of that stuff. She's going to share that with us because it's an amazing story. And when she was on the show two years ago, she was struggling to keep up with production. Because the demand was there. People were liking it. She was working incredible hours. She was doing the farmer's market. She was doing vineyards. Okay? She could barely keep up with production. And here was one of the kickers. Being a black female entrepreneur, she couldn't get funding that she needed to boost production at the time. And uh, maybe a little-known fact about 1% of the dollars that go to investing in, in, in startups goes to black female entrepreneurs. Again, not great statistics. But she's here to share not just a story of her surviving, but she's thriving. 
So it really is a great pleasure to have back on the Profit Express the one, the only, Teresa Black, Bon Appetit. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing really well. And listen, you know, when you were first here, you were hustling. You were farmers markets, vineyards, selling, selling the chocolates, producing. I think at the time you had a couple of on, uh, a couple of employees. I mean, you, you were you were burning the candle on both ends, and now you're a couple of days away from opening your own factory. And not yeah. only that, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, that to me is amazing. I, I follow you on Instagram, and I've, I've been seeing the updates. And when I saw that, I said, I got to have Teresa back on. So not only are you a couple of days away from opening the factory, but also since we spoke, you've gotten onto the shelves and, you, and, and you're being distributed. Uh, I, I think it's, it's, it's Mom's Organic, it's, it's Walmart, it's, it's Whole Foods. I mean, those are some massive names. Yeah, so. uh, yeah, we. I've been hustling. <laughs> We're even the, in stores that I don't even know the name of because our distributors <laughs> are selling it out to everybody. So, so okay, so so your network of distributors is is getting into retail retail shelves that even you don't you're not even aware of. Yeah, I, I got wow. a phone call the other day. They're just like, "Hey, I was on campus and I saw your chocolate." And I'm just like, "Oh, that's <laughs> that's great." Really? Wow. That see right right there. That's that's like when you got to kind of pinch yourself when you know you, your reach is beyond even what you're you know envisioning at the time. Um, so let me go to the factory because you had posted mm -hmm. you, you did a reel on Instagram not too long ago, you know, talking about it when it was like in the in the you know construction phase. <clears throat> so you said you're a couple of days away. In two short years, an awful lot has happened. That's what we're going to be talking about today on the Profit Express and how, how Teresa Black has been winning the battle for business. How does it feel to, <laughs> you know, essentially, you know, you're, you're, you're Willy Wonka. You've got your own chocolate factory. I mean, that is like, it's like a dream. How does it it's feel? It's mind-blowing. Yeah. Honestly, um, I walked into the factory the other day and I just looked around and I almost started crying because it's insane to understand that we started off so small and mm -hmm. now we're here. Uh, and it's just like, um, I think in the video, I said started from the bottom, now I'm here. And it's a joke from a song, but it's just, it's so real. Um, and it's just, I couldn't, I can't even believe because as a child, I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. It wasn't anything I ever thought about. Right. And to say now, like I own my own business that, you know what I mean? Has its own factory, its own retail store. Like it's just, it's just absolutely mind blowing. So now the the factory, because I I know you know on the first show you talked about you know there was some challenges getting funding, which is always tough for entrepreneurs. And like I think you shared on the show originally, one percent of of dollars that goes into startups goes to you know black female entrepreneurs. So again, another hurdle, another obstacle that you overcame. Um, what kind of, I'm just kind of curious from you, the production at the factory, are you still going to be outsourcing it? Will you be doing all the production internally? How, do, how will that work? Yep. So we're going to be doing all production internally. And I was able to get the equipment that even allows us to become a manufacturer ourselves. Um, but not only that, but also we can manufacture drops and chocolate chips. Then so now we can also become an ingredient manufacturer. Uh, in addition to, we're doing chocolate-covered coffee beans, 
um, and chocolate covered almonds, things like that. So we now are going to be expanding even what our offerings are. It's, it's super exciting. Yeah, and and I, I saw on the website now you you're, there's also coffee and I didn't even know about the chocolate covered almonds by the way. So um, again, when we were originally speaking back in 2021, it was just a line of the chocolate. So you guys, and that's quite a bit of expansion on the product line. Yeah. So I mean, uh, the idea behind it is that right now you can buy a ton of different types of of chocolate products, chocolate snacks, um, but not really anything that's good for you. Or, or better for you. And so that's what we're trying to give people. We're going to try to give people the ability to snack without guilt, uh, not just eat chocolate bars. Uh, and so like people want to do trail mixes. Uh, we want to do the coffee beans. We want to do the almonds. We want to do the raisins. Like there are just so many different options. Um, we even have uh, the equipment to do like a Nutella. Um, so it's, it's <laughs> we're, we're moving on up. So you, okay, um, but the so coffee, yeah, we're going to start doing our, roasting our own coffee, like so the, for the retail front, uh, so that people can come in and buy freshly roasted coffee. Um, and we're, we're calling it fast roast. So you know how you have fast food? Uh, yeah. Now you have fast roast where you can come in and get fresh roasted coffee and take it home and, 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 and eat it like that. Enjoy it coffee like the freshest you can get it anywhere. Now, now Teresa, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm kind of dropping a little hint here. You know, these are coffee mugs. You know, I just have water go. in one of them right now. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, I, I think they, you know, they'd appreciate some coffee. I mean, anything coming from you guys has got to be delicious. So I'm, I'm just, I'm just leaving that for you. Yeah. Um, so do you like mocha? Um, I like a, I like a bold, strong coffee. Okay. Are, so so are they okay. all, all right. So are, are they uh, all going to no, be mocha so based? Nope. So the one is, that is our specialty. So our specialty as Bon Appetit Sweet is going to be the, uh, the the chocolate base. So that one is like a, so cacao actually has more energy. It gets more, more energy than caffeine does out of coffee beans. Uh, and so, but people love the taste of coffee. This will mm. be a true mocha, like legitimately true mocha that will let you get your energy, but it also provides you with more cleaner energy than regular coffee does. But we also do just plain coffee. Um, and with that one, our specialty is uh, vanilla infused coffee. Mm, okay. Well, I'm going to have, you know, listen, I, I can try you know, a little bit of each, you know, this, you know, th you that go. and chocolates. I mean, as, as big as your product line is expanding now. Um, but it's funny, you know, I, I listen, I, I try to eat healthy. Um, and we all know anybody who tries to eat healthy, you know, you go for those healthy options. A lot of them. Uh, you know what? They may be technically healthy, they but they may good. taste like, yeah, they kind of taste like shoe leather. So for somebody who's yeah. not familiar with, with your chocolates, how are they made? Give, give us the background of it. Yep. So we go from raw ingredients. So cocoa butter, cocoa powder, uh, and, and the dates. And honestly, so the reason I actually started this company, as I, as you said earlier, was for my daughter. Uh, and so that's the best thing about my chocolate is that it wasn't made for an adult that wants to eat healthy. They were made for a kid that I wanted to eat healthy. And so mm -hmm. children are not going to eat something because it's good for them. They're going to eat something because it's good. Uh, and so that's how our chocolate was made. And so that's how you know that when you eat it, you're eating something good. You're not actually eating the healthy food. Though you are, you're not doing it because it's healthy. You're doing it because it tastes amazing. Uh, and like, also we have like products like, um, golden chocolate, which tastes like a caramel chocolate bar, which obviously doesn't exist anywhere else, right? Um, and then you have like uh, our better than milk chocolate, which tastes like milk chocolate, but doesn't have any dairy. 
Uh, and so you have to understand that like when you eat with us, mm. better for you doesn't mean like disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is the interesting part then. So you have a factory, you just described the capabilities, the fact that you can make, you know, not just chocolate bars, it's going to be coffee, it's going to be ingredients, chocolate chips, etc. Um, but, you know, people who were fans of the show, listening to the show, you know, who have their own products, they're hearing like, wow, so Teresa's, you know, she, she's on Tim's show, The Profit Express back in 2021, and, and here she's already in, you know, she can't even keep up with all the retail established establishments she's in walmart whole foods a lot of people are hearing that who have products and they're jealous and they're asking how the heck did you do it so that's the question yeah so so honestly um right before i was on your show i was picked up by walmart uh so they're the first major retailer to to pick us up we didn't launch in walmart yet um, we didn't launch in walmart until 2022 um, mm -hmm. But Walmart has this program called the Open Call. And with that, if you have a, a product that's made in America or manufactured in America or grown in America, you can apply for their Open Call. And with that, you go in and you pitch the buyers and you can be on Walmart shelves by the next year. Uh, and really? so I personally only asked for 100 stores to start with. And then eventually they're just like, hey, you're in our stores, you're selling well, we want you to expand. And how many stores do you want? Literally, Walmart gave me a blank, like, you know what I mean? A blank check, essentially. And so it's just like, it's insane. Like, it's insane. And they've been a great partner. Um, but then Whole Foods, uh, with Whole Foods, I applied to the local program. Uh, so local, every region has their own local buyer. And mm -hmm. they'll start you off in like a local, in local Whole Foods and then expand from there. And from there, once you're in, you can pitch your uh, additional to additional regions until you pitch nationally um, and, and grow that way. Uh, with Moms Organic, I actually just uh, emailed. Like, if you go to their website, you can find the email of the buyer. And I just emailed and 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 sent in samples, and they loved it, so they brought it in. They were they've been our longest partner or our second longest partner, and they, uh, I mean, we're doing great with them. So, but really, it was all about hustle. Oh, I love, I, listen, I, I, I can't use that word enough. I mean, the, the, we love the word hustle on the Profit Express. I mean, that, that's how you win, that's, you win the battle for business with hustle. So, so you do this program with Walmart. You start off with 100 stores. It's selling well, so they get encouraged. Like, hey, and they, they actually say, how many stores do you want to be in? Yeah. Wow. Yep, they gave me a blank check. I mean, honestly, they didn't even put any limitations on it. Uh, and... Um, in order, like, I didn't want to get into too many stores before the factory was finished. Um, so I don't want to promise more than I can, than I can give. So I'm asking sure, for sure. a step up program, which they're perfectly willing to work with me on, um, to ensure that we don't, we don't get too many too fast. And I mean, Walmart, I mean, I can't, it's, it's crazy because you don't usually hear a lot of good stories about Walmart, but I mean, they have been the best partner with me. They flew me all over the country to speak at different events. Um, they filmed a commercial. So they have a TV commercial with me right now. Um, Get out of here. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Wow. Now, all right, because you say something interesting. And listen, you, 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 they're your partner. I know you're not going to say anything bad about them. But I think we've all heard. I've, I've read stories, you know, because they're the 800-pound gorilla in the room. You know, they're the behemoth. 
um, you know, they can be tough to deal with. How, how have you found yeah, it? Yeah, I, I, I actually heard the same stories before I got picked up by them. And honestly, when I got accepted by Walmart, people were actually telling me, don't do it. Don't go into the store. And really? with my buyer anyway, he's been amazing. And I'm not, and I'm not saying that because I'm, I'm in their stores. Like I would tell you the truth, regardless, like they're like, they have legitimately, like at one point I sell, I don't sell directly to Walmart. I sell to their distributor. Um, and I'm not going to say who the distributor is that I work with, but it's okay. Like in the first order that I sent out with Walmart, um, the distributor didn't pay me for, for months. And they said it was because they never received half of the order. And, um, it was just like, well, I can see that the order is in the system and I can see that you received it. I can see that you accepted it because I have the, the bill of lading landing. Mm. Um, and so I have all the evidence that says that you got it. So why are you telling me that you didn't? Um, and so here's three, four months out, still don't have any money. And I I've been trying to deal with these people for months at this point. I sent one email to my buyer at Walmart within 10 minutes. I got an email back from that distributor that said, your money's on the way. Not exaggerating in any way. And so it was just like, he, he did that. You know, it, it wasn't like, I'm not a big company. We're not a huge company. He had no incentive to say, oh, we're going to lose money if we don't do this. He did that because he wanted to do that. Um, and he's, I mean, I, when I tell you, like, we've had issues with our co-packer um, that it was just like, deliveries are going to be late. And like, while a lot of other stores would have kicked us out, Walmart has stayed with us. And wow. like, like, I can't explain how much I appreciate how they've been as a partner. It's not, and this is, has literally nothing to do with the fact that we're in the store. This is just based off of their behavior. Um, and it's just, and I mean, they, they have, uh, like different people, different departments have contacted me to ask me, Hey, how can we create programs to help smaller, other small businesses succeed in Walmart? Um, they really are trying and they really want to help small businesses grow. Um, and so I think that maybe at some point in the past, obviously they were having issues, but at this point, all they're trying to do is, is, is help. I'm a little surprised. So then. It sounds like your distributor was kind of, uh, you know, dragging their heels, not paying you. And again, for a small entrepreneur, you know, <clears throat> you're not getting paid. That that you know, you know, cash flow, you know, cash flow. And if yeah. you don't have good cash flow, it can kill you. And especially if you're talking months, you know, sixty, ninety, one, twenty, mm-hmm. that can kill you. So then, if I got the story right, then you reach out to your connection at Walmart, say, hey, this is what's happening. He makes a call, and ten minutes later, you, you know, <laughs> they're telling you, all right, your check's on the way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and it's funny because it, the funny thing about it is I've had issues with every, every distributor that we're in and not one issue has been resolved as quickly as that one. When I made like with one contact. <laughs> well, listen, that, 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 that's great to hear. Um, yeah. So it's, it seems like, you know, Walmart's genuinely behind, you know, the, the small business and, 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 and the program. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Um, but- so here's, l- let me go off on another topic for a second. So, I mean, honestly, the, the, the success you've had with, you know, getting into the retail shelves has, has been tremendous, but I want to go back to something as to where it all started. And I found this part of your story that we talked about the first time uh, very, very interesting. So you get deployed. It's a heartbreaking experience. 
you leave your daughter with family, you're thousands of miles away in Japan on an aircraft carrier. This is well, where the beginning of I, the idea. I'm sorry. Go, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to correct you there. So I, I wasn't an aircraft carrier um, when I was active duty. Um, I oh, actually I'm sorry. left that aircraft. No, it's okay. It's okay. I actually left that aircraft carrier to go to uh, law school and I was in the reserves and I got deployed oh. out of the reserves. Okay. Out of the reserves. Duty. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. But you were, you were in Japan, you know, when the whole thing you deployed with, okay. So, so, so here's the question. I like, I like to kind of, you know, have you share this experience. So you're deployed for a year and it was in that year that you start thinking, what are your options? And you start coming up with ideas and, and business plans. How important was that year to you? That year was monumental. Uh, I, I feel like especially so you know how that right now there there's a whole trend to do that um off year after high school between high school and college mm -hmm. um i think that's important and i think actually it's it's really great because i wanted to do that and my mom discouraged me from doing it um and i didn't obviously i went straight into college and then went in straight into work and that year was the first time in my life that i had time to sit down and just think about what it is that i wanted um and that's something that most people don't get and um, it was it was good also because obviously I had a paying job, and um, so I it wasn't mm. like I was broke sitting on the couch trying to think about what do I want to do next. I sure, I was sure. able to spend all like I stopped watching TV. Um, I I devoted all my free time to reading and planning, and that's what I did. Uh, and and when I got back, I feel like I was way better for it as a person. Um, and, and way happier as well, uh, because I don't know if I was on the path that would, that would have led to my happiness. Um, and I, I feel that with that year off, I had really had time to just really just sit there and contemplate about what it was that I wanted and make a plan and execute that plan. So if, if you're not in the situation, again, you, you have the job you're working for the, with the Navy. And, you know, the one thing that you really said that caught my attention you know, I didn't watch TV. I read discipline. So if you didn't have, if, if you weren't in that, that environment, Bon Appetit Sweet might not be here right now. Is that safe to say? If I was not in that environment, if I, it would not exist. It's not even a question. It, it would not exist had I not been in that situation. Um, really? Because I, like I said, I never thought about being an entrepreneur. And it's, it's crazy to think that what the worst thing that has happened to me in my life might have also been the best thing. Well, you know, you, you know what, and, and that's why, I, again, your your story. When I originally came across it, I loved it, because if if you look at so many successful entrepreneurs, you know, all anybody sees, especially with with social media, oh, they see the success, the, you know, the, you know, they, they see the money, they see the fame, blah 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 blah, all that good stuff. But what they don't see is, you know, Teresa Black, you know, deployed on an aircraft carrier for a year, missing her daughter every single day. Or they don't see all these yeah. stories of struggle and 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 you know falling you know flat on her face and failure on on the way there. Um, that that's what man. I just this story. I mean, it's it's. Uh, this is what you don't get enough of today. You know, somebody who didn't go to school, like you said, you you, you got a degree in law. 
you weren't thinking of becoming an entrepreneur. Did you have any business background? No, I, I mean, when I was in high school, I was selling candy. <laughs> I used to sell <laughs> candy at school. Um, Did you and I really? hired my brother and my little cousin. Yeah, I, I hired my brother and my cousin to sell candy too because I had so many customers I couldn't handle all by myself. And I paid my cousin a candy bar a week and I paid my brother a fruit roll up a week. And it just <laughs> worked for me that way. <laughs> Wait, so you, you were hustling candy bars in high school and you, you were paying yeah. your brother and a cousin a, a, a candy bar and a fruit roll up. Wow. Okay. That's pretty good. <laughs> Wow, so you you were moving but some serious was, candy. Like, I never, it's funny actually because I, I forgot about that until my cousin brought it up the other day, and um, it was just like <laughs> I forgot I did that because it was just like I never thought of myself as an entrepreneur. I was just like, you know, what I mean, I need some extra money. I can buy stuff from Sam's Club and then sell it back to people. Um, and then I, I mean, like, but I just never. And then eventually, when it got colder, or like, sorry, when it got warmer outside, we added Capri Suns to the mix. So I'd freeze half the Capri Suns to keep the other ones cold, and then I would sell the Capri Suns. Um, because we didn't have any like soda machines or anything in my school. And it was it was funny just looking back at it because the reality is that I was an entrepreneur, but it wasn't something that I thought that I was. I never even thought about it or considered it. Uh, and I never thought about it as a way forward. Um, yeah. But I guess like it's always just been in me. It's just not something that I ever recognized. So was anybody in your family who, who was an entrepreneur or it was just you? No. It was, I mean, it was just me. Uh, nobody in my family is an entrepreneur. Everybody, um, everybody was uh, worked in healthcare, actually. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So actually, yeah, you, you didn't know, but it was somewhere in your DNA because you were a hustler. I, I, I love this story. It ke- your story keeps getting better, Teresa. That's what I love about having you on. Um, <laughs> all right. So <clears throat> again, it's, you know, you were on the show two years ago and awful lot has changed we've discussed a lot of it you know the 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 walmart experience your factory that's about to be open again congratulations on that that's just fantastic news um let me ask you this you know with somebody for, for somebody who has a degree in law time in the navy what has been your biggest surprise the past two years I think the biggest surprise is actually how much I enjoy being busy. Like the amount of work is backbreaking, um, but I like it still. Uh, and <laughs> it's it's complicated, I guess, because had I become a lawyer, everyone's like, well, you still would have been working crazy hours and you're still working crazy hours now. But like now I can go to all my daughter's field trips and I can when she has things in class where they're making T-shirts, I can come in and help people help the kids stamp the T-shirts. Everybody in, this, in her class knows who I am, and they want to write papers about how, how cool I was when I came in for career day. Uh, <laughs> it's just like, it's, 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 like a, it's an environment that I would not have been in or experiences that I wouldn't have had had I not owned my own business. Uh, and so I think that that is what I like the most is that like, I, st- I get that, that time back because I can, I can work around what I needed to get done. Well, yeah, because listen, the saying goes, I work 80 hours for myself, so I don't have to work 40 for somebody else. So you know it's backbreaking. You're putting in lots of hours. But you've like with myself, I own my own business too. You've got that freedom and flexibility, which you know mm-hmm. makes all the difference in the world. Honestly, I so for the last year, I actually um, I had to I, I got a new house. And in order to qualify for the loan, I had to actually sign on for some temporary orders with the reserves but mm-hmm. I could work from home. And so I did a full year of remote work while also doing Bon Appetit Suite and also going to all the school events 
Um, and, and so I was, I was, I was working when I say I woke up at like <laughs> four o'clock in the morning and then was, was up until midnight trying to get everything done. That was my life for a whole year. Um, and I don't mind working for other people. It's not, it's not about that. I, I don't mind. I don't mind work doing that. It's just, mm-hmm. um, I just need flexibility and I need to be able to be with my daughter and have that time for her and with her. Um, and I don't, I didn't, I didn't see that happening with other careers and other jobs. So th- this all started because of your daughter. Now you, you've, you featured her in, in a number of, you know, reels on Instagram. She's adorable, by the way. She's, you know, certainly great for branding <laughs> and imaging. I mean, just, she's just precious. Um, so now she's, I think you said seven, she's seven years old now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, she's seven. She's seven. Wow. Um, so let me ask you this again. She's still young. I understand. What is her take on the business? What does she think about the business? So for the longest time, so from about three to five, she would, uh, she used to go to school and they'd play like they were at the shop and she would be the person mm-hmm. handing out the different desserts. Uh, mm-hmm. And for a while she wanted to start her own company. Like she wanted to start a lemonade company where she's making date sweet and lemonade. Um, I love it. And yeah. she's still going to do that, she says, but I don't know if she is or not. Um, I told her, I was like, <laughs> if you start it, you you have it. It's not my business. It's going to be yours. Right. Uh, and so she hasn't done that yet. But um, like, so for a while, she wanted to do that. And then um, now she wants to become uh, a rocket scientist. So she wants to create, she wants to build rocket ships. Um, she doesn't want to be an astronaut, but she does want to build rocket ships. Uh, wow. But then also, I mean, at recess, when she goes to recess, she still plays, she plays Chocolate Factory. Um, and she's just like, mommy, uh, we, this, like she had, uh, it was a rainy day and they had blocks and she built, she built out a chocolate factory with the blocks. Uh, and so for her, like, this is pretty much, this is her everyday life and she loves watching it. She loves being a part of it. She loves tell people like, this is our, this is going to be our chocolate factory. It's opening soon. She loves the fact that at school, her teachers and the principal and stuff are asking her, when's the chocolate factory going to open up? (laughs) Um, like she loves it. She loves being a part of everything. Um, and she feels that she is because she really is watching it all happen and it's, it's happening right in front of her. Uh, and so she really gets to experience it, but I think she's grown out of wanting to be an entrepreneur, uh, because of okay. like, just how much work it is. Um, but she also, I think has that creativity. Um, and so mm. she still wants to be able to create, which is why I think she wants to do the rocket scientist thing. Well, listen, even if she doesn't become an, a, a, an entrepreneur, you know, your example, you know, of, of hustle, of creativity, of hard work, you know, I mean, that's just a, a tremendous thing for her to, you know, to, to be a part of that and to kind of soak that in. Um, have you, because again, you said your, your family was healthcare. You didn't have any, you know, business owners or entrepreneurs, you know, in, in your family. <clears throat> have you or have you thought of having a mentor? So I, I do. I, so it's actually funny that you asked that. So Cynthia Tice from Lily's uh, is actually an advisor of mine. Uh, and so she's helping me, helping me to expand and grow um, as we get as we get bigger. And obviously, she's the perfect example because she also owned a better for you chocolate company uh, and that eventually sold to Hershey's. So it's that was that's been an experience so far. Wow. OK, so that's 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 quite the mentor to have. Yeah, I mean, she's perfect. I couldn't have asked for a better person, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was also a mom who who did her business with her with her daughters, 
Um, and you know, and, and eventually got to the point where she, where she is now, right. Where she sold this company to a major corporation. So, so, okay. So that's okay. So, wow. So, so I, I don't think you can get a, a, a better fit for a mentor. So she had a, a, a chocolate company. She sells it. Uh, and she, she also was working with her daughter. So, I mean, the parallels are kind of scary here. Um, so <laughs> the factory's about to open a heck of a lot has happened in a short period of time. So far, you're beating the odds. Because when I said, you know, in the very beginning of the show, you know, the the deck was stacked against you. Single mom, female yeah, entrepreneur, I mean, a lot of tough things. Honestly, I think you, my biggest, I think my biggest hurdle was actually raising money, and it still is the biggest hurdle is raising money. Uh, I, mm, I think mm. that being a single mom actually made me stronger. Um, being a, like, you know what I mean? Cause I mean, I'm a single mom, but I'm, a, I'm also an attorney, right? I'm also a naval officer. So it's not necessarily the same situation that a lot of single moms find themselves in. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's, it's been, I think like raising money has been the biggest thing mm-hmm. for me. And right after I left her show, actually, I went on a pitch competition and I won. Um, and I won, I was supposed to win $350,000, uh, but they never actually gave me the money. But luckily oh. one of the judges... Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on, wait, wait, stop, 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 stop. You go in a pitch competition, you win the competition, and the prize was supposed to be $350,000, and and nothing? They don't give it to you? They gave me nothing, yeah. Yep, so what they said was they, it was going to be a convertible note, and um, they sent over a contract that, I'm a lawyer, obviously, right? So mm-hmm. most of the businesses that are smaller businesses that were qualified for this, they don't really have any attorneys. They don't have money for it, right? Um, and I read over the contract and, and the agreement said that they would um, they would have access or they would have the ability, if they requested any of my IP, I had to give it to them and they could share it with whomever they wanted. Uh, I couldn't raise any money without getting their permission. I couldn't sell in bulk, which is exactly how my product sells. Um, it was just a lot of things in that agreement that I couldn't agree to. And when I asked them to change it, they said, okay, we'll change it. And then never heard anything back from them. They never respond to my emails. It didn't stop them from running in their, in their yearly annual report that they gave me the money as, as part of the, uh, oh. the prize money. But so I don't know what they actually did with that money, but they didn't give it to me. Oh, wow. Um, All right. But so from, that, from that, that competition. Well, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead. All right. So from the competition, uh, so, so you didn't get the money, but what happened as a result? So one of the judges, so they had outside judges. And so one of the judges that were a part of that competition, he actually ended up investing in my company. Uh, and uh, so he was the reason I was able to use a co-packer um, in, the, in that following year. Uh, but then we had a lot of issues with the co-packer. On top. Like, I, there's so many things that we've overcome <laughs> to get to where we are right now. Um, uh, but uh, starting at this year, actually, he was actually going to r- give me more money if I could find um, more investors to match his to match his uh, his investment. And then one of the investors that was going to match his investment dropped out last minute and I had to turn to an SBA loan in order mm-hmm. to get the factory equipment. And so honestly, honestly, I wish I had done it earlier because I don't know if you know the story about Chobani, um, but he, that's how he started Chobani was through an SBA loan. And he was able to keep uh, ownership of his company the whole time, but not just that, he was able to grow because he had the equipment as opposed to having to rely on other people to produce his, 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 uh, his products. Right, and so right, right. I thought from the beginning, that was the best way to do it. It's just that I couldn't get the money. 
Um, and so with sales, I was able to now qualify for SBA loan uh, that allowed me to get the equipment that I needed to open my own facility. And so now like we're in a completely different situation We're we're in control of our own destiny. Um, so yeah, it's, that, game that is, that has got to be such a liberating feeling for you. Such a liberating feeling. So I mean, I'm still going to have to raise money at some point, but, um, not, not right this second though. So you said one of the toughest things for you has been raising money. And I think probably a lot of entrepreneurs would probably agree with you is that being one of the, the top things, top challenges. Um, so, all right. So for the, for the business owner, for the entrepreneur, for the startup who's listening and they're like, Oh, well, you know, I, I love to hear, you know, Teresa's experience with it. So, so here's the question, you know, what did you learn about, you know, going after money um, what, what made it so challenging for you? What were some of the lessons learned in that process? I think that the biggest part about, so what I've heard back, um, from, from investors and I actually sat down with the original founder of, uh, Whole Foods, uh, Mr. Mackey. And mm. the one question that is always on the investor's mind is, did you raise a friends and family round? And the answer to that question for me is no. My, my friends and family don't have money to invest. Like that's not something that we, that's not a liberty that we have. And right, right. so when investors see that you have not raised a friends and family round, that's a red flag for them. Right. Um, and it's not, it shouldn't be because obviously if you don't have money and your family doesn't have money, like it shouldn't be something that says, Oh, nobody believes in them. It should be like, okay, well we can evaluate the circumstance and realize that maybe their family doesn't have any money. Um, but instead what it says to investors is, Nobody that she loves or that or that loves her believes in her, right? And wow. so they don't invest. And had I had a family that had money that they could invest or had friends that had money that could invest, that I wouldn't be having the same conversation, I don't think. Um, but such is life. <laughs> <laughs> well, so he so that was Mackie, the one of the founders of or the founder of of Whole Foods. That's that specifically what he told you. No, no, he just asked the question. Um, and it wasn't oh. until he asked the question that I even understood that that's what people were looking for. Um, because oh. he was being like, he was being really like open. Like he, I was, I was having a breakfast with him with um, some other, some other entrepreneurs. And uh, when he asked that question, um, one of the women that was sitting at the table elaborated. So I think it was her insight that actually showed me okay. what it was. Um, okay. But it was something that like, because he asked, have you raised a friends and family around and then asked why not? And I was explaining to him and I don't think it was something that he had ever thought about. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the reality is that like most people that are investing don't think about that um, because sure. everybody, most people that have businesses, like at least ones that have like gone on to become great things like Whole Foods, right? They had a family member or a friend that was able to help like invest in them at the beginning. Yeah. Um, so it's it's difficult for them to even conceptualize. Like, if if your friends and family weren't willing to put money into you, they must not have believed in you. Wow. So that's 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 a a splash of cold hard reality right there. If if those who love you aren't aren't backing you, then man, it's it's not not a good sign. That that's interesting. That's very interesting insight. Um, wow. This is I tell you that. The, the, I, our first interview together, I loved it. I listened to it this morning. This one, it's already topped the first one. I, I just lo I love our conversations. Now, all right, so 
I, I've had Barbara Cochran on the show twice. Have you thought of Shark Tank? I have. I have. I've applied to Shark Tank multiple times, and each time I get past the first round, but I can't get to that last one. Oh. Um, and this time around, I know why they have another, they had another chocolate company that they um, had on Shark Tank this year. And they just had them in the very first episode. And it was funny oh. because someone sent me an email the week that that episode, like the week, before, like the week that was supposed to come out and it had not come out yet. And they sent me an email and said, Hey, I heard Mark Cuban talking about the chocolate company that that's better for you. Um, that, that they were all wanting to invest in. And I, he, he said the thing and I was just like, Oh, I told him exactly what brand it was. And then he didn't know what it was at the time because the show hadn't released. And when the show came out, it was that exact brand. Uh, and it was super funny because it's just in my mind, I guess I've become some type of chocolate connoisseur. <laughs> um, and it's just dumb. Oh, you got to get on. You got to get on. Now, so who, who invested in the chocolate company? Was it Cuban? Uh, I didn't actually watch the show. Uh, okay. I, I didn't get to watch it yet, um, but I, I don't know. So I don't know the answer. Probably. Oh. I'm going to assume that it was. Your story, I don't know this other chocolate company. First of all, your chocolate's better. And then second of all, your story would crush. <laughs> it would kill. People would love that. So you bring your daughter on with you? Forget about it. You you guys would, uh, it, it would be a phenomenal show. Phenomenal. Um, well, I wish you luck with that. Uh, you know, keep, keep knocking on that door for sure. Because I know you're a hustler. You're not going to stop. Um, yeah. So, Last, well, last question, but, you know, a lot has happened in, you know, f as far as a business concerned, a short period of time, a couple of years in business, not a long yeah. period of time. You know, you're still a young company. Um, it, it's a trite question. You know, now that you're starting to see some success with the factory and, and you know, partnering with the Walmarts of the world. Have you ever, you know, maybe late at night when the world is quiet and you're sitting with your own thoughts, have you ever let your mind wander as to what this could really become? Yeah, I mean, I think about it all the time because ultimately it's it's the plan, right? It's the business plan. And uh, the reality is that you have these these chocolate like dinosaurs, I would call them only because they're so large, right? They have these chocolate, huge chocolate companies that are looking for a better for you chocolate company. And right now we are the only one that doesn't use like coconut sugar or, or stevia, which they just did a report on stevia showing Ugh. how it actually kills people. Um, oh, so yeah, yeah. I hate that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, ultimately uh, my hope is that we can sell to one of those mammoths, right? Um, be acquired by one of those mammoths. And, and the reality is that uh, if we don't, we don't really, like we're, I'm in the process of creating a conglomerate, right? So we have the chocolate bars. Now we're gonna have, so my golden chocolate, we're gonna make uh, these chocolate espresso beans and we're roasting this bean that tastes like blueberry. Uh, and so mm -hmm. you're gonna have these blueberry coffee beans wrapped in golden chocolate with blueberry powder on the outside. And <laughs> so like nobody else can make that, right? Cause no one else has golden chocolate. And so you have these different products and oh my goodness, I tried the other day, I did a, a, a golden chocolate covered pecan. I cannot even like, it was so good. And so it's just like all these different things that we're creating. Like we have the, we have the chocolate covered, right? We have the chocolate bars. We, when I first started making chocolate, I created this chocolate bar using um, date syrup and it doesn't stay solid. 
And that's a huge problem, obviously, in chocolate because sure. it melts immediately. But sure. it tasted amazing. It was like this chocolate caramel. And wow. so now that I have this equipment, now I can make a chocolate bar that has that chocolate caramel inside of it. Um, and mm. like, you know I mean, so there's just so many innovations and we have the chocolate syrup that we were making, um, before we have this like Nutella that we can make. And so it's just like, we can become a conglomerate in and of ourselves without even reaching the outside. And now that we can add coffee into that mix too, you know, it's just like, we don't necessarily need someone to acquire us. We can grow to the point where we're one of them. Um, but obviously <laughs> they would be better off if they had us part of them, but <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Well, listen, you said, hey, it'd be, it'd be nice to be bought by one of the, you know, those those huge, you know, mammoth chocolate companies. But, you know, maybe you might not need them. Think about that as an option. Wow. That's that's a that's a kind of yeah, a, I mean, a, a mind blowing scenario, Teresa. Yeah. I mean, Mars is the number one. It's the largest chocolate company in the world and they're still family owned. Are they really? Yeah. Mars is still family. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Holy cow. Yeah. That is amazing. And so um, it's just like, it, it really says something. It's like, it sets the aspirations. It does. And you know what? So the, like, I, I, I want to thank you for your time today. I mean, this is, and, and I'm so glad I, I followed you. Uh, and I, when I saw that video, uh, of you in the factory, you know, when, when you were in the construction phase, you know, talking yeah. about, it. I'm like, Oh my God, this is so fantastic. I got to have her back on. I want to do an update show. Um, and I'll say this, you know, just a moment ago when you were talking about, you know, all the different flavors and the blueberry and the, 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 the caramel, blah, blah, all that. I don't know if you're aware of this, but I was looking very specifically right into your eyes, right on the camera right now, as you're talking about it, and the passion and the energy is oozing <laughs> from you. No, I'm serious. It is. It's just like so natural how excited you are about this product. Um, okay, so for the wannabe startup, the wannabe entrepreneur who is who's falling in love with your story and is completely impressed, um, but you know, they are where you were, you know, four or five years ago. Um, what would be that one bit of advice that you would give to Teresa when you started for that person? You, you know what I'm saying? For that person who, who needs yeah. that nudge to, to, to get off the yeah. starting block. I think, I think the biggest thing for me was always that, um, so I'm a lawyer, right? And, and I had just graduated, I, not just, but I was a recent graduate from law school. And when mm -hmm. I came back and told people that I wanted to start a food company, everyone just looked at me like, why would you do that? Um, right. And I, I right. think right. that the biggest thing that I wish that I had heard back then was that it doesn't matter if everyone else believes in you. As long as you are putting in the work that like the preparation work, you did the research to show what the market existed, you 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 make sure that people want the product, right? As long as you put in all of that research and you know, you know the facts, you know your product inside and out, you know that market inside and out, and you know that this is a market fit. Don't give up because someone else doesn't believe in you. Don't let those investors say, oh, well, we don't, we don't, we don't, you're not at a million dollars yet, so we can't invest yet. Don't let that discourage you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have to find a way. 
And if that means that for some period of time that you're working two jobs and you're tired all the time, like, just do it. <laughs> um, it sucks. It sucks. Like, it's like, it's, it's like being a Marine. Embrace the suck. That's what they say. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the reality is that it pays off because like, had I given up before I ever knew what I could become, you know what I mean? I would be miserable right now. I would be, I'd be working that 80 hours at, at, at a law firm, unable to see my daughter. I would have lost my job during COVID um, and then yeah. had to like figure out scramble, trying to figure out what's next because that's the first people that went at the law firms. The newer attorneys are the first ones that were fired during COVID. And so it's just like, where would I be right now had I not made this decision? And it's one of those things that's just like, I don't know, like I had to scramble during COVID, but like I scrambled to chocolate, like, because I started <laughs> off as a gelato company and, and chocolate is what I found yeah. during COVID. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, and now look where I am. It's wow. You see, that, that, that is an amazing story. Uh, and that's, that's what people need to hear. Because there are the naysayers, there are the doubters. Like, oh, you have a degree in law. What do you have? A food company? What are you nuts? The competition? You, 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 what are you doing? Is you crazy? Um, but like you said, you know, you don't want to look back and think, "What if?" Exactly. That, exactly. You know, when I was, I remember in middle school, I, I or high school actually, I made that decision in my life. Like, do not, do not look back and say, "What if?" Make every decision based off of that idea. And and though I did go into my life, I think I rushed into everything. Like I rushed into the Navy, I rushed into law school, but I feel that each of those steps played a pivotal role in the person that I became. And I would not be the same person had I not done those things. And so I appreciate all those steps that I took to get to where I am today, mm -hmm. even though some of them I didn't like. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's it's it's the grind. And like you said, embrace the suck that that gives us, you know, uh, you know what we need, you know, in those tough, challenging moments, in those gut wrenching moments, you know, when you're missing your daughter, or, you know, sitting in an aircraft carrier on the other side of the world, you know, you use that time to 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 be honest with yourself and figure out where the right opportunity was. Um, but you were honest with yourself. You had important conversations. And, you know, this is a great theme for, 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 for all of this. Give yourself the time to have the conversation and don't rush in. Um, yeah. So, you know, all right, so here, here's the deal. You, what you've just laid out in this interview, Teresa, is your book, okay? So I, I know you're busy now. You got a lot <laughs> of things going on. No, no, I'm serious. Come on. You got a book here. You got a book. You start jotting down some ideas. You know, write your outline for a book. It's going to be a great book. And then you got another reason to come back on a Profit Express. <laughs> there you go. Well, listen, thanks actually, so much. For um, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, every day that I was gone, I actually wrote my daughter a letter. Um, and I, obviously she can't read back then. But it, it, right. in those letters, I explained like how, what she was going through at the time, what I was going through, how we got through it together. And at the end of the day, like I'm going to put all those letters together for her and, and give them to her when she gets older, but I think that it, it could also be used for inspiration for other people. Um, because like, you can see, I, I was deeply depressed. Like anyone who cries every single day, you're in a major depressive state. And yeah. the idea, the knowledge that I was going to come back to her and that we were going to be together again is what kept me going every single day. And I think that it's like, a, that's a, there's a, there's a moral of the story in that, in that you have to find that thing that keeps you going and you have to find it because it's not easy. It's not always going to be easy to find. 
but you have to be able to look for it and find that thing and then and then proceed um because we i think as a culture we just have an idea that we can just give up and start the next thing or like that's our that's our idea and and like that's this backup right you always have this backup that you can just quit but mm-hmm. in life especially when you're majorly depressed which a lot of people suffer from Sometimes yeah. they just commit suicide because that seems like the easiest way out. But you have to find that thing that keeps you going. You have to really look for it. It's not going to be easy to find. Well, well, listen, as uh, you know, as a parent myself, I, I can't even imagine being separated from my son for a year, you, you know, and, and but you found strength in it. And, you know, another good thing, like you said, society, unfortunately, today is too willing and or, or embraces. Ah, yeah. You know what? Eh, I'll quit. Yeah. And it's it's a shame. It, it, it really is such a shame. Um, I could keep talking, um, but I've taken enough of your time. Um, I want to thank you for sharing the update to the story. This is what I love about the show. This is what I love about the Profit Express. You know, when I have, you know, somebody like you on originally, and then two years later, you're sharing such great, inspiring, you know, news as to how you've been winning the battle for business. I know for a fact, Teresa, you've inspired when the, sh- when the show airs, there's going to be a ton of people who are going to be benefiting from your story. And I, on behalf of the listeners, I want to thank you. Great interview. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me on. No, my, my, my pleasure. Absolutely. So this has been the Profit Express. And be on the lookout for great shows like the one I just had with Teresa Black, founder of Bone App is Sweet. And you know how to follow me and the show on Instagram, at the Profit Express, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Hit the bells, hit the likes, hit the follows and notifications. You know the deal. Uh, because it's shows like this that I feel blessed to be able to share with you as a way to help you continue to win the battle for business. Until next time, it's the Profit Express.